So, Lou, we've made it. We've got to the end of a very shortened week. Well, four days. That's still a decent working week. Yeah, but it's the perfect working week, isn't it? The land of the long weekend. God bless Australia. That's all I've got to say. Yeah, I, I won't argue with that. I do like the occasional Monday off, so this was fantastic. Well, what a big week it was, too, because we got into playing Santa ridiculously early with our Border Monopoly board games. I know. It's been fun handing out these exclusive board games that you can only get from us. You can't get them anywhere else. So, yep. yeah, it is fun. It's all thanks to Vitasoy. And if you're thinking, oh, I missed out. I want to get my hands no, on one of these. No, no, you didn't miss out. No, plenty of chances coming up across the week, which is fantastic. Uh, and, of course, we're gearing up for a huge, giant Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. That'll be so fun. So someone's going to walk away with uh, $10,000 for winning it. Yes, exactly right. But to get yourself in the running to play Giant Monopoly, you have to win one of our Monopoly games. What a bonus that is. You get a game that money can't buy, and then if you're lucky enough, you get to play the giant version of it, which not everyone gets to do, and then you could find yourself $10,000 richer. Mm, be very nice. Across the week, we caught up with some absolute superstars, starting with this bloke too. A couple of great shows coming up at Spots Comedy Club. We uh, had a big chin wag with the one and only Dave O'Neill here at Triple M. I heard Tessa from the uh, local news update, Lou, talk about the wet weekend that's coming up. Well, the good news is that you can be uh, nice and dry at the Bird Dog on Dean Street Friday and Saturday night for Spuds Comedy Club. Yeah, how good's this? So um, a chance for you to see fantastic international comedy acts right here on the border, uh, the hilarious comedy stylings of Billy Stoll's Christine Basil and our next guest, Dave O'Neill. Morning, Yay. Dave. Yay, morning, Dave. Yay, yeah, it's going to be good. I think it's 30 bucks to get in, 20 bucks to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Dave, I've got to start off by asking you a personal yeah. question. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. So I was at a day on the green on um, on Sunday night at Rutherglen yeah. at All Saints. Midnight All was were, were playing. Yeah, there we go. You were there. I... I looked behind me. I was in the mosh pit with the other um, forty-five plus year olds, uh, and um, and I turned around and I saw this bloke that looked like you wearing a face mask. Was it you? It was me. Yeah, yeah. My wife's full on about COVID, so I was there. But I've seen them three times. Midnight Oil, because you know they're they're doing their final tour and yes. they're all in their sixties. Peter Garrett's sixty-eight. Sixty-nine, so mate. Some of the songs have changed their words. It's how can we sleep while the beds are not firm enough? <laughs> um, my favourite was the power and the passion fruit sponge. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> no, they were fantastic, the oils. I, I, they're one of my favourite bands. And, my, and I was there with uh, two of my kids, and one, my daughter in particular, who I just dropped off at school, is 15, loves midnight oil. Yep. So, um, yeah, well, I reckon you were standing behind me, I'm, I'm guessing, with your daughter and your wife. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And there yeah. was another son there who's not that into it, but he just came along because we had pizza and vanilla. <laughs> yeah, so. Just because, you know, Good just call. for the trip. Now, Dave, obviously, uh, one of the big questions for when you're doing a big gig like this, what's coming up at Spud's Comedy Club, uh, are you reflecting on the madness that we've gone through for the past couple of years? You know, every restriction Absolutely. that we've been faced with, every idiotic Absolutely. decision along the way? Absolutely. I do a lot of, I do a bit of COVID chat because, you know, I had to homeschool three teenagers. And my wife's like, you know, you got to teach them maths. I'm like, maths, I only saw the first series. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I hated that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly. So, yeah, homes, homeschooling, lockdowns, just COVID in general. 
What did you What did you do for your homeschooling? Because I had a friend who also lives in Melbourne, and uh, she whipped out uh, some wigs, a few costumes, and she had different teachers for her kids. Oh, um, primary school age kids, but yeah, it looked like fun. I wanted to go to her homeschool. I had a puppet for a while. I had, I had Wooey the bat. So he was the actual bat from Wuhan who was living in our house. He was, uh, <laughs> it was, was all like, his fault. Yeah, and he's, he, he speaks like this. Hey, everyone. Hey, Aubrey. It's Wooey the bat. <laughs> and, you know, and so all the other teddy bears would pick on him and say, you know, oh. he's like, I'm an endangered species. <laughs> like that. Uh, the only Wooey. thing we've seen you on is a wanted poster, mate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so I had a puppet. I had, I had Wooey the puppet. Yeah. So did you I literally, like, school them every day? Or did you just leave them to their own devices a lot Look, of the time? Look, you know, they're three teenagers. So we think that the 12-year-old's in grade six. We think he would get on the computer at eight and then finish at six. We think he was doing data entry at Westpac. We don't know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> we hope he was. <laughs> And the teenagers would just get on there, and you'd walk past, and they'd be gaming. But yeah. you know, as my my seventeen year old, oh, he's eighteen now, would tell me, Dad, only geniuses do gaming. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I remember in the eighties and nineties when I would go to Time Zone, the pinball parlor. <laughs> Often, professors from the universities were wandering around to recruit people. For <laughs> <the day. laughs> Crazy. Uh, but he's got the highest score on Frogger. Yep, you're you're, you're in. NASA wants you. Dave, what's the feeling like getting back to being able to do gigs like this? Because obviously uh, we've spoken to a few comedians in our time, like Claire Hooper, who said, yeah, she did a lot of online gigs, but yeah. the, the chance, the, the relishing to the chance to get back on stage, now you can. Now we're getting back into things. What's that feeling like? Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great to get the audience reaction. Yeah, because we all, I mean, I did a lot of Zoom gigs, so it was all Zoom and gloom at my house. And... Um, and, and uh, you know, of course, I was in one room doing Zoom gigs, and then my three kids were on Zoom in the other room doing classes. So at least I got a new term for them. I could they call me Boomer. I would call them Zoomer. So. <laughs> they are Zoomers. <laughs> but now, when someone starts to heckle, you go, "Hey, mate, mute yourself." Yeah, you know that was a good thing about computers. You can mute people. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much fun without the hecklers, though, is it? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't mind a bit of yelling out and stuff. It's quite fun. You know, it can be quite good fun. Yeah, oh, especially if they say something that you can latch onto and, and work with. fire exactly. back. Yeah. You can work off. Yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. So, Dave, we're uh, excited that you're coming to town. We're actually, you're, you know, you checked out Midnight Oil. Rather glad, so you're probably still in town. Uh, but we're excited to see you as part of the big gig coming up at Spud's Comedy Club. This is uh, Friday and Saturday upstairs in the Bird Dog on Dean Street. Some great names on board with you. Billy Styles, Christine oh, Basil, Spud Murphy, yeah. the host. He's up on stage as well doing his thing. Thank you so much for the chat this morning, and it's great to see you back in action after, well, the world of comedy here in Australia has had a bit of a downtime. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We've all, we've all been beaten around, but we'll be back this Friday and Saturday in Albury. Don't worry about that. And I'm uh, I'm not an international act, but I'm interstate. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's international. I mean, we're in Albury, Wodonka. You're yeah, international exactly. as far as we're concerned. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully a nice day not to get attacked by animals, which is what we're asking Anywhere. this morning. What have you ever been attacked by? Uh, let's go to Debbie from Rutherglen, one triple three five three. Morning, Deb. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, good. What have you been attacked by, Debbie? A ram. A oh, ram. no. <laughs> Were you okay? Oh, I split my shin, shin open, like blood everywhere. But, yeah, I just walked through the paddock and it looked at me and then ran my leg. Very Jeez. territorial ram, that one. Man, they go, and they run fast, don't they? Oh, yeah, no time in. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's so scary when you see them coming towards you. I remember my son, I mentioned earlier, got attacked by, we had this little weather, who we'd hand-raised, mind you, mind you, 
but he'd been hand raised with um, cows and he was into having a good wrestle with the cows. <laughs> So he thought he could have a good wrestle with us. So he used to chase Daniel around the yard and get under his bum and fling him in the air. Your son's a very small cow, though. Yeah, but jeez. Amazing. Scary. Dan used to scream. Oh, Debbie, oh have you been near a ram since, Deb? I have been very cautiously. Very, yes. very cautiously. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's understandable. You've got to look behind you all the time because they attack when you're not looking. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for the call, Deb. I appreciate have a good one. that. Let's uh, take one more call on the matter. Uh, let's go to Shannon from Laverington. Uh, Shannon, tell us, what have you been attacked by? A aggressive wombat in Wilson's prom. Oh, no. Were you on a campground or something? Did it actually yeah. run towards you? Yeah, yeah. They, they own the joint and they're actually even bigger than you think they are, um, <laughs> these ones. So on the camping invoice, it actually said, beware of aggressive wombat. <laughs> Did not realise that was a thing. They, they weren't they joking. The there. No, they weren't wow. joking. That's scary because they're quite, like you said, they're quite large lumbering creatures. Yeah, they are. And uh, and you also have to uh, put all food stuff in your car overnight because they're known for getting inside tents uh, and eskies. Wow. So we, we did, but we left the bottle of rum because obviously, you know, just rum and you had that at night. Sure. And then there was a wombat in the tent during the night. We had oh. paw prints on the esky. Oh, was he trying, <laughs> to, trying to kiss you because he had a few rums? <laughs> We caught up with a guy that's always an amazing chat. Uh, he's going to be in town very, very soon for his huge show, Deception. We caught up with the one and only Cosentino. Oh, yeah. He is such a lovely fellow and so talented. Comes up with all his own illusions and yep. just amazing. One of those incredible shows, too, that uh, we asked him all about this. I reckon, though, if you hung out with him, like if you went for a beer with Cosentino, he'd be the kind of guy that would do sort of tricks on you when you least expect it. <laughs> Like, you'd go, yeah, it's my shout. And he'd go, yeah, absolutely, and hold up your wallet that he just accidentally helped himself to. Yeah. I reckon that'd be the go. So if you missed uh, what deception is all about, we put that question to him here at Triple M. It's a brand new show, but it's my formula of grand illusion. So what does that mean? People appear, disappear, they teleport, they levitate. There's then close-up magic, which is projected onto a huge video screen. And people can really scrutinize the magic. But when you invite people up on stage where they sit, I don't know, literally half a meter away from me, and I borrow objects off them. So, for example, their rings or what, whatever they might have on them, keys, and miracles happen literally under their noses. And then there's the death-defying escaping where I put myself in these crazy positions. And it's all blended with a bit of humor and dance, and we bring our own lighting design. We strip out all the lighting. We put all our own lighting in there, all our own costumes. And it makes for a pretty unique 90 minutes. That's amazing. Yeah. You'd have to be one of those artists too, Cos, where, you know, people would look, your, your team would look in the truck and there's like a giant fish tank and that would be completely normal and they wouldn't yep. question that. Absolutely. And we bring, we bring it basically all travels in a semi and uh, have an incredible team. It's a big show. I mean, like when I say we strip out the lighting, we literally take out all their lights and put all our own lights <laughs> in there, put all our own sets, our own costumes. And this is... This is a, um, a kind of a tidy, neat show where there's only seven of us and um, where we make it quite economical, where we're getting, you know, every, each day we're in a new venue, basically. But it's a, it's a big show and there's some pretty strange contraptions. When you see, like, a, a huge axe coming out of the truck and, as you said, big tanks, you kind of... To us, that's normal. To the crew that are uh, on the ground, they're probably like, what is going on? <laughs> 
Now, as well as being our grand illusionist, and we're very proud of you here in Australia, Cos, you you are also now a best-selling author. Yeah, I I wrote some children's books for reluctant readers. I was a reluctant reader. I didn't learn to read until I was 12. I discovered magic through a book. My mum was a school principal. I discovered magic because I opened up a book that had these beautiful pictures, vaudevillian posters of famous magicians. That's how I got interested in magic. To me, they look like comic books, but in the back of the book, there was tricks. My mum would read them to me. I learned to read. I discovered a hobby, a craft, and it became a passion, which then blossomed into a career. And I thought, you know what? Like, if if I was a child, like, if I was growing up now, what would I like to read? So I wrote these books where it's about a little boy discovers a magic book. You might (laughs) see some parallels. He lives in a, a world where magic is banished. Like, imagine a world where magic's not allowed. Mm. And it's about diversity. It's about teamwork. His best friends are walking, talking, padlock. And it's really my way of kind of, of, of giving back, really, and uh, and completing the circle. My mum, if you would ask my mother and you would say, well, what are you most proud of? She would say the children's books. You know, I've done all these crazy stunts. I've yeah, travelled around yeah. the world. I've had international TV shows and she would say the books. And, and it makes sense because it's kind of completing the circle, which I love. Yeah, fantastic. Well, um, for anyone that hasn't seen you live, they are missing out. It's a fantastic show with uh, amazing illusions. And you are coming to the Albury Entertainment Centre on Monday, the 2nd of May. Not long. We can't wait to see you, Cos. Thank you so much for talking to us this morning. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for supporting Australian talent. And I cannot wait to see everybody at the show. Blue and Al for breakfast. The board is 105.7 Triple M. Okay, now the podcast done and dusted and plenty more chances, as we said at the start of this one, Lou, to score yourself a copy of that board of Monopoly. Yes, indeed. So uh, enjoy whatever you're up to. We'll catch you again Monday morning with loads of board of Monopoly, TV talk with Mulkey, Swatter will take us through the footy. We've got Motherload, where your mum could win a whole heap of awesome stuff for Mother's Day. That's happening too. Triple M.com.au if you want to nominate your superstar mum for that. Oh, it's all going on. Monday, we will chat to you then. Triple M.